I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Welcome, everybody, to Oops! The Podcast. I'm Francis Ellis, as ever, joined by my dear co-host, Julio Gallarotti. G, how are you? Good, man. Good to see you. How's it going? Well, I'm great. You know why? Because we have uh, we have a really cool guest today. It's it's Manchester United, England national team soccer star, Jesse Lingard. Jesse, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. I'm very good, thank you for having me. How are, bo- how are you both? Doing good, well, man. You know, I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm a little jealous because uh, I uh, I see the oven that you have behind you, and that's a far better oven than the oven <laughs> I have in my own house. <laughs> Your appliance game is really incredible. Thank you. Thank you. you, cook? you. Do you cook a lot? Are you a cook? Um, only at this, only in lockdown. I normally have um my personal chef who, who comes and cooks. So um. You know, during the oh, quarantine, nice. I had to cook for myself, had to cook for myself in quarantine. Um, you know, but I eventually got the hang of it in the end. All right. So, what are some of the things? What are your go-to's that you like to cook, man? Um, well, at the start, I was cooking a lot of um, a lot of chicken and pasta. Um, maybe a bit of fish, but obviously, it varies on on different days. Um, but the, the guy I was living with, my friend, um, who I've grown up with, he, he was, he was a motor cook who, who kind of showed me the ropes. Um, so it took me a bit of time to get, to get used to it, but you know, I got a hang of it in the end. Great. Yeah, dude, that's fantastic. Uh, we noticed, so they had told us how you are essentially the spokesperson for pistachios. And I'm wondering how one gets to a level where they are not sponsored by a company, they're sponsored by produce itself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, How did that um, unfold? Well, I've always, <laughs> been a big, big fan of, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of, um, you know, pistachios anyway, even growing up. And, you know, when, when this opportunity came along, um, I thought it was, a, it was a, the perfect time to, to, to be a global ambassador, um, you know, for pistachios. You know, I snack on them, you know, quite regular and, um, you know, there's a high source, of, high source of protein in them as well. So I feel like they've, they've helped me, um, especially throughout the past, past few months, you know, during lockdown. That's amazing. Great. Julia, what a great point. Like, I can't imagine how successful I'd have to be or how much I'd have to eat in order to just be the spokesperson for steak. Do you know what I mean? Like, if I just became... <laughs> the steak guy not a brand <laughs> not a specific type of steak just steak you know what i mean totally badass dude uh, um great. Dude, so they, they had talked to us about how you had shifted your diet um to kind of be more of a plant-based diet um and i'm wondering like how long have you been doing that and have you noticed a big change in your i guess recovery i know they said there's a lot of good benefits to it um, well, as you know, as, as you know, uh, pistachios is plant based, so I've been snacking on them um, quite a bit. I did try to go vegan, um, you know, I think last year, but um, 
know, now I've learned that you have to take a take small steps into becoming a vegan, but I just went all in straight away, straight off the bat. Um, <laughs> you know, gave up more gave up more foods and became vegan, but it was hard because it was like I was being hungry like throughout the day and stuff like that, and even before games, I was I was starting to feel hungry. So my advice to anyone who wants to be become vegan, um, you know, take it slow. You know, come off the main foods, you know, very slow and. And trying to adapt, you know, that way, not like I did full throttle. I think I lasted about a week, that was it. Um, and then I went back to eating a lot of fish and, eat and being pescatarian again. So, um, you know, like I say, I, I do tend to eat, you know, a lot of pistachios and, you know, throughout the day as well. That's amazing. Jesse, your approach to veganism is very similar to my approach to dating. I'm often told that I have to slow down uh, and, and it's, it's been a it's been a huge problem in my life. I tend to burn out like that Katy Perry song, Firework. I don't know if you're familiar. Um, but dude, it's it's so funny uh, to see you because, you know, obviously we're, I, I, I love watching you play. Um, and I know we, we won't even address the whole soccer football controversy. I, uh, I had the fortune of going to Old Trafford probably 10 years ago to see them play Liverpool. Um, and we were actually sitting in the away fan section, uh, wearing what? Liverpool jerseys. And boy, it was—I <laughs> mean, it was tense, man. They wouldn't let us leave the stadium. You know, I—I'm I, sorry. I, I don't even know if I care about which team. I just—I'm an American. Like, let's do it. You know. <laughs> no, I guess that, uh, especially with the away crowds, like the away crowds, trying to, you know, they, they start getting a bit larry, you know, during the game, and then. You know to uh, to save everyone you know from from fighting and you know having little scuffles outside the ground we tend to keep the away fans in for a little bit longer so i think that's why you was you was kept him in behind in case you started you know the american wanted to start a fight with some english man united support that's exactly right that's exactly right i was like hold me back bro mr guy wearing the most orange jumpsuit jacket i've ever seen <laughs> What is that about, by the way? Why the security guards at soccer games are, they look like road cones. Um, and and, and my, my question for you, I mean, are they afraid of hunting season? Like, what's the threat there? I think it's to be, to be put out. I think it's for people who might be new to the ground or things like that. And, you know, they need someone, you know, for advice on where maybe the toilet is or something like that. You know, <laughs> Um, oh, so there's a guy in an orange jacket. He must, he must work here. He must be a steward. So I'll ask, I'll ask him. So next time right. you come, you can wear one as well. Pretend you're a steward. There we go. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have any of those <laughs> outfits, but I, I definitely wouldn't want to ask the wrong person where the bathroom is. That's how you end up in a fight in England, right? <laughs> yes, <sir. laughs> um, Hilarious, dude. dude. So I, I, speaking of diets, I have a, I have um. I'm actually not feeling that well today. I have a bit of a, uh, a problem. Last night, I discovered a bag of uh, dried mango slices, and um, I ate the whole thing. And it's like a, it was like a family share bag. It was like it, you know something my girlfriend bought in case things got worse with coronavirus. Right. Um, and so it was meant <laughs> to be like we'll take this underground, you know, and and this will feed our family once we have children um, for decades. And I ate the whole thing. I ate the whole thing last night. Couldn't stop. Couldn't stop. I'll be honest with you. I couldn't even feel my face after a certain point. And uh, I woke up at four in the morning 
and my stomach was in knots. It felt like I had glass shards. Um, I don't pretend to understand what women go through, but I, I, you know, I've heard that the pain they feel in childbirth is probably similar to what I was going through. And uh, I do think that pistachios would have been a far better choice for me, if I'm honest. Yeah, I think you should have took that route. To be, you know, you're, you're not on the toilet all night with these babies. I'll tell you that for a fact. You sleep, you sleep like a baby. Have a packet of these night before you sleep. Sleep like a baby. <laughs> well, I, it, it begs the question, though. You know, do you have any? Do you have any cheat days on your on your regimen? Like, would uh. You know, would the club take issue if you were caught on video at a McDonald's drive-through? You know, picking up five Happy Meals or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> with my metabolism, um, I could eat anything to be fair. Um, uh. But tend to to go down the, the healthy route. Of course, you're gonna have you know cheat days, maybe on your day off. Um, you know, you might sneak in a, pe- a little pizza here and there. Um, but it's not, it's not regular. I like to keep on top of my diet, um, you know, because obviously we, we train every day and, um, I know that obviously, you know, good, good food is, is, is fuel for when I, for when I train. So I think it's important that, that, that I stick to that diet. So to clarify, so you said that, so as far as your metabolism goes, like you could eat whatever you want and it wouldn't like, you wouldn't gain weight necessarily, but you mean as far as like in practice, if you were to eat like shit maybe when you practice, you would notice, like you would have less energy. Like, how does that work exactly? Yeah, yeah, I believe that. Um, obviously, what you put into your body, um, you know, like I say, it's, it's fuel. And if you put, if you put in the right things in, it's like, it's like fuel in a car. Like if, you, if you've got a petrol car and you're putting diesel in it, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna go nowhere. You know what I mean? It's not gonna work. So yeah. I try to put the right fuel in my body um, just to make sure I'm, you know, I'm ready for, for training, you know, the, the next day. Hmm. Nice. Uh, I, I agree with that. Last night I put basically blood into my body and it didn't go well. Uh, Jesse, I, I played soccer growing up. I was pretty solid. Um, I actually used to go over to Bordeaux in France where they make wine. You know it, I'm sure. Um, and they have, a, they have a team there called the, the Girondins, right, of Bordeaux. And uh, I used to play in their camp and it was I would tell people that I was in like the development system, like the team, but I was just paying for a summer camp. I would lie. Um, <laughs> I would lie. I lie a lot. So it, it's fun. Um, but the point is, uh, I remember they, even at, even at this summer camp, they would make us like run miles as part of our training regimen to determine if we were match fit. I know that you guys have like, uh, what are they called? Is it fitness tests or, you know, uh, physicals? And those include having to run distances under a certain amount of time or else you don't qualify. Is that right? Not, uh, not with us, no. Um, it's, oh nothing, it's nothing like that. It's just mainly, <clears throat> you know, trying to keep that, that much fitness. Um, of course, you the start of lockdown you know we were doing our own running and stuff like that so we was doing like five and, and 10ks but nothing actually compares to to a match day and when you're playing on a match um you know there's a lot of different factors that that play a part um you know on a match day to, to training you know it's so much so much more intense um there's a bit more pressure so um you know in training it's, it's, it's very intense and, and that prepares you to to play in the game you know with that right intensity so it's, it's how you whether you you know it's how you train 
Um, if you train well, you, you, you're going to play well. So that's, that's, that's our motto. For sure, dude. Um, I have a question. So I noticed that you have been on Man U since you were eight years old. Is that correct? Seven. So, <laughs> thank you. For, so I, I was wondering when I read that, I was like, two questions. First of all, how is that even legal to be? Like, did they... <laughs> Like, isn't that child labor? Like you're drafting a child. <laughs> so um, obviously there's, it's more nuanced than that. But like w when that happened, first of all, how the hell do you even get discovered when you're seven? You're seven. Like you must've been exceptional. Like, is that unusual? Were you unusually young? And also how from there did you go about, like, did they let you go to school? Like, how did you balance school since most of your life you were already on the team? Yeah, I mean, at that age, like I was kicking a ball like when I was like 14 months old or something like that, my mum was saying to me. So, um, you know, I've pretty much born with a ball in my hand, you know, um, you know, ball at my feet. So, um, you know, I used to practice a lot on, on Yasha Turf with my granddad and um, at the time come about, I was playing for a local team and the, the Man United scout <clears throat> spoke to my granddad and dad and, um, you know, he said I'd like to, to bring, you know, your, your son and grandson on, on trial. So, you know, went on trial and I was, at the time I was trialling for quite a few clubs. I was trialling for obviously United, Liverpool, um, Everton, Crew. Um, so there's quite a few clubs that I was on trial at. And it was just down to me then to, to pick a team um, to sign for. And also I picked Man United and then, you know, coming through the ranks, I moved um, into Diggs. So I was staying with a different family when I was 12 years old to kind of get extra training. Like we moved schools. Um, and then I moved, um, obviously housed to, to live with different people. Um, so when we went to school, we got, you know, best education and, you know, we could on, on certain days, it's like a program that we was in where we could, you know, finish school and, and go and go and train at Carrot. so it was a program where we got extra training as well. Um, you know, a few players opted out of that and a few players was, um, was in that, was in that schedule. Um, and then after that, obviously, you know, from 18s, um, you know, and, and reserve level, you know, you, you're back at home. Um, really, I was, well, to be fair, we got drilled in to us at a young age about, you know, our, our, our schoolwork and to make sure that our grades are on point because obviously um, you don't make football, then, you know, you can have something to fall back on. But, you know, for a lot of us, <clears throat> um, we wanted to, to make a career out of football. So um, got good grades and then I could crush out of football then and, Ever since then, um, it's just about you know hard work and, and dedication to to get to the top. Of course, I've had a lot of a lot a lot of setbacks in my life, and you know I've overcome them them obstacles. Um, you know it weren't hard, but um, you know it's part and parcel of football. And, and once you get over them obstacles, um, you know you you're free and you can you can enjoy your football. But like I say, there's, there's still a lot of setbacks in in the game in the game, which is only normal. Um, but it's about how you rise above that, and um, you know, I believe over the past, especially past year, um, you know, become a lot, a lot more mentally strong um, on the deal with situations. So, um, you know, it's been a long process, a long journey, and everyone's obviously on their own path, on their own journey. Um, you know, and I'm on mine, and um, you know, I made it to to my United first team. Wow, that was a very that was a very groomed answer. I thought that everything you just said is exactly what I would tell uh, one of my players to say if, you know, they had just gotten in trouble for like a car accident. <laughs> not, not that you did. I'm just saying. 
That was right there. That was like the formula, man. You nailed it. Um, here's a here's a question I have. Um, you're you're known for your fantastic goal celebrations. Um, you did the uh, playing the fife and doing the. I, I don't know. I guess I don't know if fife is the right word. Maybe flute. I don't know the difference yeah. between a flute and a flat pipe. Well, most people probably don't. Um, and you did that one, and you did a, a dab celebration. Uh, but I, I have to say, um, I had to check the dates of the videos when you were doing those celebrations, especially the dab one, because to me, you know, there was a period where dabbing was cool. Cam Newton would do it. A lot of people were doing it. And then it got really lame really yeah. fast. And fortunately... <laughs> Your celebration fell within the acceptable window of cool dabbing. So I give you credit for that. But do you ever worry that your celebrations, people are going to be them and be like, dude, that he's, he's hitting them folks. We retired that six months ago. <laughs> That's all you got to do. know what's, what's new, what's out there um, at the time. So most of the celebrations that I, that I do, um, you know, they're always up to date, you know, um, every music video. <laughs> Someone brings, you know, a new dance out, you know, every week. So, um, you know, they're always up to date and, you know, they're, they're always on point, to be fair. Fire, dude. Got it. Absolutely. Do, um, do you ever, are you dating uh, anybody? Sorry, oh, yeah, friend. Great question. Uh, <laughs> 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 Get right to it, baby. Your question's Single better. Baby. Go ahead. No, single at the moment. Mm, nice. That must be nice. Um, I have a girlfriend, and uh, you know, I, it's it's probably not as fun, um, <laughs> especially if I had a if I had an oven like that. Do you know how many? Oh man, it would be game over. Hi, <laughs> right, would you like some pistachios? Let me toast them up for you in my perfect oven. Uh, it'd be amazing. Game over. They don't stand a chance. But dude, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead, G. No, no. Well, so in a, so on top of that question, I noticed that a lot of, um, you know, I might just be making this up, but I feel like a lot of professional athletes have girlfriends and it gives them this sort of kind of like stability and it makes it easier to focus because you're not worried about girls or whatever. Do you find that it is harder or easier to focus on, you know, your fitness and all that stuff, depending on whether or not you're single or does it not matter for you? No, I don't feel like it matters. I think, you know, you, you've got to focus on, on yourself. And like I say, you've got to be, you know, your own motivation, really, at the end of the day. Um, you know, you know what's what's best for you at the time. Um, so, you know, I like um, I like spending time, obviously, alone. Um, you know, help me concentrate a little bit better. I'm, I'm a lot more focused and, and stuff like that. So um, it's about being your, your own motivation and, and pushing yourself, really. Um, you know, of course, in... In later years, it'd be nice to, to have someone there, um, you know, to lean on and stuff like that. But you know, you know, currently I'm, um, you know, I'm enjoying myself. I'm concentrating on football, and um, you know, I'm doing what I do best. Totally. That's great. And Gee, whoever, seven who... years old. Perfect. Perfect. So he's got <laughs> Good plenty of time to, to find someone to ruin his life. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, when you do. I mean, I hear that that plant-based diet improves your performance both on and off the field, if you know what I'm talking about. So totally, she'll be totally a lucky lady. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did, did you see, did you guys see that um, there was a documentary on Netflix called Game Changers? Did you guys see that? Yeah, that's what I that's did. What yeah. I, that's what made me go full steam ahead in, in veganism. That's mm. what I watched that and I, I pretty much, um, you know, stopped eating everything that, that I'd normally eat and just went straight to, to being a vegan. Like that program actually made me do that instead of like researching it. Um, you know, looking up the the little steps that you have to take before you you go for vegan. So you know, I was gullible at the time, and you know, learned my lesson. Yeah, yeah. I think I think people have since pointed out that maybe there were some oversights in that doc. I don't really know exactly, but I do think for me, yeah, the the boner segment in that documentary was what sold me so much. You know, when they compared the strength of the various diet boners um and the guy who was eating like meat you know pretty embarrassing <laughs> slinky noodle syndrome uh <laughs> but i also feel like i also feel like if i conducted that experiment there'd be so many other reasons i could blame other than the diet like maybe the air conditioning was too strong maybe i had a lot on my mind i don't know <laughs> guys if you're thinking about starting a podcast fill in the blanks here if i were in a concert right now and i said if you're thinking about starting a podcast i'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium and you would all yell anchor anchor and then you'd say go to anchor.fm to download the software where you could host your very own podcast see all the best analytics you could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony it's a way that any person can look at it and be like "Ooh, that's pretty and also it's our podcast and you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize so you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Um, um, Jesse, so they were telling us they were telling us that you play a lot of Call of Duty. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, we used to be on it ages ago. Um, when the last Call of Duty dropped, we was playing quite a bit, and then for some reason, like everybody came off it, so I kind of put it in the put the PlayStation in the garage. Um, you know, started doing normal things. And then as soon as a lockdown came, quarantine, um, you know, speaking to my friends and we like, like, you know what time it is now, like it's time to get the PlayStation back out. And first we started playing a lot of multiplayer. Um, and then obviously we started hearing about Warzone and I thought, oh, I'm not playing this, like whatever. And then as soon as, as soon as I got the first win in Warzone, I was addicted after that. <laughs> I played, I'm playing quite regular. Um, I think I'm on like 53 wins now. Um, so I've been playing quite Sounds regular. Uh, Sounds really impressive. Yeah. I have a life though, so I don't. I'm not that familiar with uh, you know, with what you're talking about, <laughs> dude. Do you ever do you ever like put the headset on and play online with some kid, and then you tell him who you are, and he's like, "Don't believe you." Does yeah. that ever happen? Wearing <laughs> Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Believe yeah, nah, nah. When I play it's normally a private party. <laughs> Wait, what? Say that again. When I play, it's normally just like private party. So, um, just the people that I play Warzone with will, will be in the headset. Mm. Mm. Do you ever? I mean, this is obviously an, an easy question, but do you ever play FIFA? And and do you play, you know, as United and as yourself? Yeah, I used to play FIFA. We played. I played FIFA for. Um, for in, in during lockdown for, for for to raise money for for charity, so um you know play FIFA then um, but I couldn't I couldn't be in Man United unfortunately but 
Well, I've played in oh. the past. Um, yeah, I've been at my United. Yeah. Gotcha. Seems yeah. like the video gaming be... equivalent of like masturbating. I don't, I don't know. I, you want to talk about plant-based boners? Like, I feel like <laughs> scoring a goal as yourself in a video game. I mean, that's got to be the. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Definitely. One goal. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, I have so a question. During... Oh, go ahead, G. All right, friends, go ahead. No, no, go for it. No, go no, for it. Go I for want it. you to ask the question. God damn it, Julio, ask the question. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, so, you know, lockdown has obviously been, you know, long, and I know it's a little bit different everywhere. Um, what is the update as far as you guys? Like, are you training as a team yet? Like, how how are things there with, you know, where you're at as far as your normal training regimen is concerned? Yeah, we're, we're obviously the season's started back now. So, um, you know, we're playing against other teams. Um, you know, we're training training together as a group at first. We was in like small groups, so we went back in, in fours and fives. Um, and then eventually we got the green light to to start training all together again. And, you know, the, the season restarted. We got the last game, uh, the season on Sunday. And then we've got um, a few cup games um, to finish the season. So, um, yeah, everything's pretty much back to normal. Restaurants are, are back open um, now, but there's still obviously a, a one meter, um, you know, rule with the distance. Hmm. Cool. How well, do you, you guys about What's that? Sorry. How, how do you go ahead? Where we use that with um, the quarantine? I use pretty much free or. Gee, what, what you answer? Okay, so the answer is no. I think we kind of didn't, we didn't, uh, you know, get on top of it early enough. So a lot of the country is starting to have pretty bad outbreaks. I'm in New York City right now, and it's not too bad here. Um, Francis is in Maine. I don't think it's too bad there either. But it's really been the type of thing where it's changing rapidly every day. But we definitely seem to not have figured out how to deal with it yet as a country. So. We're trying but things are not open like they normally are yeah it's embarrassing uh jesse it's embarrassing <laughs> how we as a country have handled this i mean you guys are out you know picnicking and going to lounges with like uh the sort of music that you hear on airplanes meeting chicks that's awesome we can't do any of that there's no indoor hanging out everything's outside as if you know, Who are you? know it's what you should be meeting you should have been meeting chicks anyway. Oh, no, I know. I still, I mean, I still say hi. I'm like, hey, you know, take him. Don't even try it. What? Oh, yeah, nice try, Francis. Nice try to backtrack, pal. <laughs> oh. Hey, Jesse, here's a question. Um, do you ever use delivery food apps? And if so, when the guy shows up at your door and hands the food off to you, I mean, how does that go? Like, are you, are, is he ever like, oh my God. So sometimes, <laughs> so sometimes if um, I have my friends in the house, then they'll answer the door. And then if I'm home yeah. alone, I like, I like peek the door a bit, like half face. And then, <laughs> now it's, now it's, um, you, have to, you have to drop the food at the door. So I pretty much open the door a little bit, stand, stand behind it. And then go like, cheers, mate. And then just grab it and then shut the door. <laughs> you sound like you sound like an old cat lady. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Cheers, mate. 
Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> yeah, that's clever. I mean, that's one of those situations where you want to be nice, but you don't need these people knowing where you live. Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit strange. But normally, I just get my my friends to uh, to answer the door for me. It makes it easy for me. Um, do you do you have a fake name? You don't have to tell us what it is, but when you order food, do you, you can't you probably don't order it under your own name. Do you order it under like Fessy Mingard or something close? Like I do it off my uh, name, you know. I do it off, um, off my my friend's account, so oh. you can uh, you can rack up the bills on on his account. <laughs> it makes it easier for me. Good. Yeah. So wait, Jesse, you alluded to the fact that you you either live with or spend a lot of time with your with your friend from childhood. Do you so do you have a roommate? Um, well, obviously that was just during during quarantine. So I have my older brother who lives with me normally, but um, he's away at the moment. He's in Greece. So during quarantine, obviously, I had my you know my my old friend from from football who, who came and stayed with me, and you know it was good because um, obviously throughout our years. Growing up at, at the club, um, you know he left. He left Man United and went onto a different, different team. So, like I say, you know we kind of lost that that connection. And um, you know during lockdown, it was a perfect way to to kind of you know rekindle that and, and catch up and you know push each other and, and get each other motivated. You know coming back in into football. So I think it was a really good time. Um, you know we spent a lot of good. A lot, a lot of time together. Um, obviously, we, you know, we rem reminisced on, on, on the, on the memories and, and a few of the games that, that we played in. Um, you know, in the reserves and stuff like that. We were watching, watching quite, a, quite a few, few clips on, on our, on our old games, which was good. Um, so yeah, it was, it was good to, to kind of get that connection back with, with him. Awesome. Well, you're, you said your, your brother's in Greece. Uh, that's amazing. Is he like in Mykonos, partying it up at Namos right now, wearing some kind of cool outfit you'd see on on someone on a motorcycle, or what's his what's his story? Um, he's, been, um, he's got a, he's got his own dance school called uh, Academy of Dance, and that's in uh, the Thessaloniki. So he has his own dance school there. He's been in Greece for for years and years, but you know he's back and forth. He's you know he's obviously he's also my, my commercial manager as well. Um, so he sorts out all the deals you know off the field, but. Um, you know, even over there, he's he's busy. He's, he's he's working hard, and obviously, they was he's he's over there with his with his girlfriend. So he's he's in quarantine. He's like he's, he's been in quarantine with, with her, but I think they're pretty much um, you know free now anyway. So you know, we've been been keeping in touch and, and stuff like that. So um, you know, it's been good. It's been good. Do you workshop your yeah. dancing with him? No, I think dancing just always been in the family anyway. You know what I mean? Like even when I was growing up, um, you know, my mum could dance, my dad could dance, um, you know, my older brother could dance and it's just a culture that I've, I've been brought up in. So, you know, when I do celebrate and um, you know, have a dance, it, it's just part of part of part of my culture and um like I say, he's you know, he's miles better than me, he's a proper choreographer and stuff like that, but um, you know, got a couple of moves in the bank, you know what I mean, saving for a rainy day. <laughs> mm. Dude, I, I I grew up I grew up thinking I could dance, but I I realized that was only because I went to private school and uh, everyone there was just worse than me. 
I mean, I went to so many bar mitzvahs in seventh grade, and I would I would form the circle. I'd be like, everybody, back up! Like I was throwing a grenade, and then I'd get down and do some the worm and stuff, and everyone was like, oh, there he goes! And then in like high school, it was a rude awakening. I switched schools, and everyone's like, dude, you're not you're not what you think you are, and that was shitty. The worm guy. Oh. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> worse than being the worm guy. <laughs> do the worm again. Do the worm. Actually, you know. Yeah, you know. And the problem was, some other kid came along. I was a one direction worm. Like I could only go backwards, and then he would go backwards, and then bring it forward. And I was like, dude, how are you not smashing your teeth on the floor? What is happening here? What is this sorcery? <laughs> <laughs> yeah the worm is not the worm the only people who are impressed with by the worm are the parents of the 10 year old who's doing it yeah you video on the socials not a good dance move what else we um, got for jesse, jesse so jesse you you scored in the world cup that must have been an incredible yeah. feeling uh, was that something you had always wanted to do? Like, I, I imagine once once you're in the system, I mean, again, you've been a professional soccer player since you were seven years old. So I imagine that, you know, your your goals and the things that you look forward to become more nuanced since you've been in the system for so long. But was that something that you could still enjoy? Like, wow, I can't believe I actually just scored in a World Cup game. Like, what was that like? Yeah, I mean, obviously growing up, you know, watching watching the World Cups over the years, you know, it's a massive, massive thing. It's one of the biggest international competitions in the world. So, you know, to actually be a part of it, um, you know, to score, obviously we got to the, the semi-finals as well, which is a massive achievement. Um, but the team back, back then was, was such a, a young team, you know what I mean? But we still did, we still did well. We got, we got far, and, you know, we, we did let the country down, you know, we made them proud and, you know, to, to actually score at the World Cup's a, it's a crazy feeling. Um, I think I hit the shoot dance after I scored against Panama. Um, so yeah, I throw a little celebration and a little dance celebration in somewhere. It had to be done. Um, but it's, it's a great feeling, you know what I mean? You can never, you can never forget them moments like that. Did you guys, you guys were playing uh, in the knockout stages? You ultimately lost to Croatia. Was that right? Yeah, Croatia. So there's them, another though. place that has some tremendous <laughs> island parties. I have spent time in Havar, and let me tell you something. Whoa. I did not sleep. I did not sleep at all. Oh my god! How fun is that place? You should send your brother there. What is it? Havar. Havar. H V A R. Yeah, you should check that out when the when the season ends. Havar. Hmm. Never heard about yeah. that before. Dude, you should also you put, have um, you should also put uh, scored a goal in the World Cup in your Tinder bio. I can tell you that that will help immensely in Havar. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You don't want to be on Tinder in Havar. You want to be out, you know, looking at people for real. If you're in, on Tinder in Havar, you're you've done something wrong. <laughs> Do you have a favorite place to go for a holiday? Um, I like Miami. Miami's Miami's good. Um, LA, LA is nice and chill. Um, especially like in the season, if we get maybe like ten days off, I'll, I'll go to Dubai. Um, it's always hot there, and you know, the weather's nice, so 
um, you know, you can always do a little bit of training as well there. So, um, yeah, there's quite a few places, but, you know, I still need to explore, you know, a lot of places. I've been a lot of places in the world, um, but there's still plenty more exploring to do. Absolutely. Uh, I am where, no longer allowed at the, the nightclub uh, live in Miami. I threw up in the bucket that was meant to hold the ice, and we had a dance floor table, so nobody missed it. I mean, we were front and center. And uh, lifetime ban, uh, you know? Oh, shucks. That's hilarious. Can't be um, by the way. What's that? What's that? Can't be not be throwing up in clubs. Come on. No, no, I know. I know. I learned my lesson. Get it together, Francis. <laughs> Dude, uh, Jesse, I noticed that you follow Gunna on Instagram. And I was wondering if you're excited for the deluxe to drop tonight of Wanna. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yo. It's going to be good. I am ready for that. Wait, what is it? When is it? Tonight, no, it's midnight, I think. Is it Friday where you are? Oh, fuck, you're right. It's Thursday. God damn it. Tomorrow. Oh, Friday, tomorrow. <laughs> He's on I it. Was, I thought it was today as well. I thought it was Friday today, but it's Thursday. Oh, is, God, is, Gunna, is Gunna the guy on the Drake album who who's like, uh, you know, very British and kind of low register no, no, voice? No. Is that no, no, no. Yeah. Who is he? Gunna's from Atlanta. Gunna, Gunna is uh, is like, I, I'm, this is going to take too long to explain, but he's American. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fun. Fun. The guy you're thinking of is, uh, what the fuck's his name? Wait, oh, the one God, who just he, he, he was on more lives. Oh, he's. Yeah, no, 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 he, he was on, on more a life. couple tracks on G. Skepta, Skepta, Skepta. Skepta, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll do it. That'll be the one. That'll be the one. Here, uh, question about America, Jesse. Um, you know, we have the Major League Soccer over here, and um, it sort of has become like the pasture for European soccer players once they're too old to run with the big dogs. And, you know, they come over here and have their little swan song and gain weight and kind of just hobble around out there. Do you see yourself ending up playing for, you know, the Los Angeles Timberlands or whatever, um, you know, someday <laughs> with a beachfront house in Malibu and surfing most of the time, eating, stuffing your face with pistachios? Or do you think you'll hang up your boots in England? No, I'm not too sure. You know, you can never, you can never predict the future and you never know what's going to happen. So, you know, at the moment, you know, happy enjoying my football. Um, of course, I'm, you know, I'm in America quite a bit on, on holiday and, and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I'm very fond of America. I, I like the place and um, I think we'll just have to see. But next time I'm there, definitely hitting up man like Francis. Definitely hitting up you. <laughs> Dude, let's hang there. out. I feel, like, I feel like if I were with you, they would be willing to look the other way at live. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I don't want to put you in an awkward spot, like, but I promise I'll drink plenty of water. I'll know my limits and we'll, you know, we'll hit them folks together on the dance floor together. Together. I like that. <laughs> yeah. 
Guys, uh, Jesse, we, we really appreciate you, man. Let's wrap it there. Thank you so much for joining us on Hoops the Podcast. Best of luck to you. Uh, obviously, you guys can follow him at Jesse Lingard on Instagram. Um, and uh, anything else you want to add about uh, pistachios or anything before we get out of here? They're a great supplement. Please, please invest your time in eating some. Francis, please do that before you go live Come again. Well, have a couple of pistachios, buddy. Love it. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. I appreciate yeah. that, buddy. Much. Appreciate you, dude. Thanks so much. Thank Take care. See you later, bro. See Enjoy. Ya. See you later.